Welcome to Membership Maker, the podcast about how to build a sustainable membership business. I'm your host, Ward Sandler, the co-founder of Memberspace. This podcast is brought to you by Memberspace, which turns any part of your existing website into members only with just a few clicks. It's available for WordPress, Squarespace, Wix, Duda, Webflow, Weebly, Notion, HubSpot, and custom HTML websites. Learn more at memberspace.com. All right. Welcome, everybody. Today, I'm talking to Joanna Auburn, the co-founder and CPO at Trace, a company that empowers individuals and businesses to take immediate climate action by measuring and offsetting their carbon footprint. She has a master's in sustainable civil engineering and a long career in renewable and sustainable energy. Most recently, she spent four years as a lead product manager at Finder.com. Joanna, welcome to the Membership Maker podcast. We're thrilled to have you here. Hi, yes, a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Customer satisfaction is, if not everything, a very important factor for a business. Yes, you need a great product at a competitive price, but the experience around your product or service can make a real difference. How do you take care of customer satisfaction with your membership business? Oh, yes, great question. I think for us, our membership is a sustainable uh, like subscription to offset your carbon footprint. So again, customer satisfaction was super important because customer understanding was super important. Did they understand what they were even purchasing? So I guess the world that we're in, transparency is really important and making sure people trust what you're doing. So understanding how people felt about our website even initially was really important to us. And it might sound really crazy, but I actually contact every single customer who signs up directly, not through an automation, just me and my my inbox. And I do my best to try and get them on the phone just for 10 minutes or even less. And this has been one of the most valuable things I think I've done um, the whole time. It allows you to do like almost a mini empathy interview with that person and connect with them, which means you can kind of draw into a more detail than you could via email which is also still valuable if they're not comfortable getting on the phone but the phone calls can just be so insightful and it also allows you to open that door the other way as well and provide them with a bit of personality about the business which for us is really important because as I mentioned transparency really important and them trusting who is managing their money to do good with their money is really important so if there are any hesitations or questions in their mind that might linger and then lead to them unsubscribing in a few months we can put those to bed in that phone call and that's been really really helpful and I think everybody who I've spoken to has remained with us and has become an advocate for us so I couldn't recommend that more. It might sound overwhelming, like, oh, I couldn't possibly talk to everybody that comes through. I mean, if you've got huge volumes, you're going to have to cherry pick a little bit, but it only takes 10 minutes and it has been so, so valuable. Some of the questions that I would ask those people, I guess, firstly, I'd ask them, how did you hear about us? And if they saw an advert or anything, like what did they remember from it? What did they like from it? What struck them? What stuck with them? because we have tracking and everything in place, but everyone knows that's not perfect. And people come back and do things after a separate trigger in their life. And it's very interesting to us to know what those triggers are. What motivated you to sign up? So talk me through your journey or like your mindset that led you to 
to come and be a member of Trace. How's your experience been in signing up? That's more to get like a bit of a technical UX kind of understanding of whether there were any problems. And what do you expect from your membership? This question's really insightful into the under- them, how well they understand what they've purchased and really helps us kind of get to grips with how they play back the product to us. That's another thing you can ask someone to do, which I think is always really interesting. So yeah, and often those those little conversations can last five to 10 minutes. So really, really valuable. And I guess the second thing that I've done, which was a, a slightly longer process, but also really, really important and more of a, I chose to do it kind of after three months and set a bit of time aside to do this was gather a few customers or potential customers and go through sort of longer UX interview style questions with them to understand how they navigate through the homepage. You can really like watch them do it via Zoom or or whatever in person if you can. But this last year, Zoom has been our best friend. And then also talk to customers and, as I said, get them to play back what they think they're paying for and what they've remembered from the emails that you sent them, what they haven't remembered. And I just found that really, really, it was just crazy. What people have remembered and not remembered from your site and what they've paid for is, it's amazing how everybody interprets what you think you've told them. And we actually developed a couple of new features off the back of that round of interviews, which that some of those emails and the reports that we send now based on the insights from those interviews have over 50% open rates there. They've been, they've been, it's awesome. And I think it's kind of step changed our experience for our customers. So that was a really important period of time for us, more time consuming than the small chat on people's arrival, but worth the while. Yeah. Wow. So many good nuggets to dig into there. One, when, you, when you're first talking to them and they're playing back their uh, recollection of what you do or why do they, you know, what do they think this is going to do for them? I would imagine you could probably repurpose some of that for copy on your website, right? In terms of the headline or subheadline or benefits, because, you know, whatever words you're using, they may or may not be resonating and people might be remembering them in a different way. And if you kind of start hearing a pattern of phrases or words people keep using over and over, it's probably a good idea to put that on your website because that's what people are remembering for whatever reason. So that's uh, it's clever that you did that. Yeah, definitely. And there's there's a great example of that, which we a phrase that we've coined. It wasn't said exactly this way by the customer, but almost. And it's a phrase that we've continued to use because it just is stuck with us and it really resonated so someone described themselves as feeling a bit like a hypocrite because they do their recycling but then they jump in their car and that's ultimately what we're trying to help people grapple with that feeling of guilt and when by no means condoning behaviors that are bad for the environment but we understand that everyone has a lifestyle and there are things that some of us just can't give up Um, So we coined the term climate conscious hypocrite and have found that that really resonates with a lot of people and has been a good one for us. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's counterintuitive. You would almost never imagine, yeah, that's what I should say. But (laughs) if that's what works and that's what works. Yeah, I mean, it's true if you if you think about it, right, we're all we're all hypocrites in different ways. No one's absolutely perfect at anything. So I think it's a it's it's very like a real way to kind of explain what you're doing and, and the impact that it's having. Right. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, the other interesting part of what you said was the contacting folks like individually with like that, the quick 10 minute phone call pitch, um, which I think is clever. I would imagine that people still think that it's automated when you, when you write that email. Cause I know for member space, at least when we, when we were uh, in the earlier stages, I would send a text message from my phone to people who signed up and just saying hi. And like, if you had any questions and people bunch of them just assumed I was some kind of robot or, you know, this is some kind of spam thing. I'd be like, no, it's actually me, the the CEO, just saying hi um, and seeing if you need anything. And like, that would blow people away. Like They'd be like, holy crap, like you're actually just texting me to see if I need anything. It's like, and it didn't take long, right? For it, you know, when you're first starting out, if you have like 10 signups a day, even it's like, how long does that take? It's 10 minutes. It's not, it's not a big deal, but it, feels like a huge deal to people. So I think that's a really smart thing that you did and something people should maybe think about doing because it's something you can do, especially when you're starting, right? It's it's like an unfair advantage you can do when you're beginning that bigger companies can't really. Yeah, totally. And there's a few little things that you you can do to help people feel like that email, even from the subject line, is genuine rather than an automated response. So I often put their name actually in the subject line, which is just generally quite difficult to do in an automated way. And say, like, I hope you don't mind me reaching out directly. It's the co-founder. And that seems to work really quite well. So we'll just keep doing that one, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Another one I've heard of, have you heard of a tool called uh, Bonjoro? Oh, I've not. No. So what they allow you to do is to very quickly create custom videos. So as, oh. instead of in, in maybe in addition to the email, like in the body, you could say you could actually record like a five, 10 second clip of you in, saying hi and welcoming them and using their name. And that, you know, in terms of like the wow factor, there's a, there's email, then there's email with a personal video. It's like, oh my God. So it might be something for you or others to at least try or experiment with Bonjoro. I would, I would check them out. They're, they're an interesting yeah, tool. Yeah, that's cool. I'll write yeah. that one down. Yeah. <laughs> we did a webinar with them uh, a while ago. And yeah, they, they, they are doing a lot of things right. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Joanna, thanks for taking the time to talk with us. We really appreciate it. Uh, would you like to share any resources or recommendations for folks that are trying to learn more about Trace? Yeah, I say the one thing you should do is calculate your carbon footprint. If you head on over to our trace.com and just scroll down the homepage, you'll find the calculate your carbon footprint section. We've got little Aussie animals, which have been very popular at the end of that. So I hope you're all perfect possums or conscientious koalas. It'll help you just in, in three minutes understand more about how you're having an impact on the world. Great. That sounds, that sounds wonderful. Everybody check them out. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> sure thing. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. There's a direct link in the show notes. We really appreciate it. Learn more at memberspace.com.